Fantastic. Well, we had planned this probably a couple of months ago to do Fear Not, so it's all God's timing. He knows God knows what's ahead of us and he plans it. And, you know, we need to be in the house of God every week. This has really been on my heart. And I know most of you, you know, you know that. That's why you're here. But I just want to encourage you, if you know people that are not coming and they're not regularly coming every week, just encourage them. Because we are living in a such an important time in history. And we want to be switched on to what God is doing, don't we? We want to be encouraged in the house of God. And we want to be surrounded by people that are going to help us walk in faith as we face what is happening in our world right now. We are in a pivotal time in history. And we need to be standing in faith and boldness and encouragement. So we need to be here. We need to be here for one another. We need to be here to build the house of God, to be here for other people coming in searching to know Jesus. And we're entering into an amazing time of the Holy Spirit. We will see him fall afresh on people's lives because there will be desperate times and we need to be ready for that. The Bible warns us. That is why we need to read our Bible. The Bible tells us what is to come so that we are awake to it. Are we awake this morning? Are we awake to what God is doing on this earth right now? Are we awake to it? Let's always be awake. I want to read from 2 Timothy 1.7 this morning. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God has not given us a spirit of fear. This would have to be one of my life verses because I was probably the most fearful people that you could meet. And I was afraid of a lot of things, fearful of a lot of things, fearful of rejection, fearful of failure, fearful of acceptance, fearful of the dark, fearful of public speaking. So many things dominated my life. But Jesus gives us a spirit of faith so that we can stand in boldness, so that we are not dominated by the spirit of fear. It is a spirit. Be aware, it is a spirit. So we have the power and authority in the name of Jesus to stand against this spirit, to tell it to go, to stand in a spirit of faith and boldness. The spirit of fear paralyzes us, keeps us in bondage, keeps us from doing the things 
that God has told us to do in his name. The spirit of fear gets on us and suddenly we can't think straight. Reality doesn't matter anymore as we are bound up in that spirit of fear. It taints the way we think and believe. It robs us. It robs us because it dominates us and overcomes us. The only healthy fear that we should have in our life is the fear of God, the fear of doing and pleasing him and honouring him in our life. That should be the fear that keeps us on the path of righteousness. I don't think there's enough healthy fear of God in church today. And that's why people are living unholy lives, claiming claiming that they're Christians, but not living out their faith. We need to be very careful about that. A spirit of power. So instead of a spirit of fear, we have a spirit of power. What is that power? It is a miracle working power on the inside of us. A spirit of power. The Holy Spirit gives us courage and boldness to overcome to face the things that we think that we can't face and we can't face on our own. But the spirit within us gives us boldness and courage to stand. So what gave David the courage to stand against the giant when no one else would? Was he physically stronger than everyone else? Was that why God chose him, because he was a warrior? Absolutely not. In fact, when when Samuel came to, to choose and to anoint the person who'd be king, he thought his brothers were great in stature. So he thought that they were the ones because they looked like the ones, right? But God says, no. I don't judge as man judges. I don't look at the outside appearance because I look at the heart. So David comes along and he's anointed. And it says here, when they sent for him out from the fields, it says, and he sent and brought him in and he was ruddy with beautiful eyes and good form. And Jehovah said, arise, anoint him. For this is he. So he was ruddy, meaning he was an outdoorsy type because he was out there with the sheep. And in some translations, it says he was handsome. So the fact that he was good looking doesn't make him a giant killer, does it? Makes him a ladies killer. (laughs) Like he was. He was that. He was very good at that. In fact, he had a big problem in the women area. But um, didn't actually make him a giant slayer, did it, to look at him. So God chooses you. God chooses you because he sees the inside. He, he knows what he's doing. David was chosen for his faithfulness 
and his relationship with God, that he believed in God and he stood on that. You know, we've got a responsibility to stand at this time because God has chosen you. God has chosen you, each one of us. You know, David got mad at the enemy. I just love the fact that his father sent him to deliver the food to his brothers. And I can imagine him skipping along, you know, because he was a worshipper. So he was probably skipping along, singing a song, you know. His brothers couldn't stand him. So they're like, what the heck are you doing here? You know, I'm just delivering your lunch. And then he heard the giant yelling at the Israelites and they were all cowering in a corner. And he said, how dare that uncircumcised Philistine and basically that heathen, how dare he yell at you, yell at us, the army of God, how dare he? David got mad. They were cowering in a corner and David got mad. You've got to get mad sometimes. You've got to get mad at the enemy. Not cower in a corner and take it, but realise who your God is and stand up. Stand firm. Get mad. David got mad and he said, well, what do I need to do? I'm not going to stand for this. He wasn't a warrior. David was looking after the sheep. He was not, he was not trained to fight. But he had a relationship with God. And so the day came when he said, you know, he presented himself to the king and he went, I'm going to go and take on this Philistine. And, of course, all of them probably thought, this is just nuts, this is crazy. You know, what on earth is David thinking? They all thought he was arrogant, full of himself, you know. And he, w- and he went for it. And it says in 1 Samuel 17, 45, And David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of Jehovah of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. David came with his stones. He came with his God. And he came boldly and he was not going to take it. He was not going to take it and he stood up and, he, and, he, and we, most of us know that story where he took the stones and picked those smooth stones out and killed the giant and then took the giant's own sword and cut off his head just to make sure we finished the job right. <sighs> took his own sword, that's ironic. We need to stand. Whatever that giant of fear in your life is, God has given you the ability to shout it down. God has given you the ability to stand and defeat that giant and stop letting that giant taunt you over and over again. It's time to fight back. It is time to stand on the word of God and faith. David had faith and confidence in God. He had a relationship with God and that's why he knew what he knew and that's why he stepped into that battle knowing that he was not alone, knowing 
that God went before him. Do you know that this morning? Do you know that God goes before you when you stand up? But he's waiting for you. He's waiting for you to stand up. David had faith. He did not have faith in his own ability because, as I said before, he was not a trained soldier. He was facing someone who had been fighting all of his life. He was not a trained soldier. Sometimes you look at yourself and you think that you don't have the ability. Well, God gives you the ability. He gives you everything that you need. David had faith and boldness, miracle power. What does the spirit of love do in our life against the spirit of fear? So the spirit of love is a God love. It's a bigger love than we can ever have. It's a bigger love than we can naturally have. So when we have Christ in us, That love overcomes our fears. For example, a mother who would throw herself in front of a car and push her child out the way because of love, because fear in that moment is overtaken by her love for her child. Fear does not exist in that moment because love for her child makes her strong to do that. The spirit of love makes people go off to war to protect their family, to stand up for what is right. The spirit of love protects the Jews when they know they're not supposed to and they defy the government for love. That is what the spirit of love does. The spirit of love on the Apostle Paul meant that he was preaching the gospel even though he knew what would happen to him, even though he knew that he was going to get beaten, that he was going to get put in prison. The spirit of love for all those people that he was ministering to overcame the spirit of fear, overcame the spirit of fear of being locked up or being beaten or being spat on and all those things. Psalm 118.6 says, Jehovah is for me. I will not fear. What can man do to me? We are in an epidemic of worrying about what man thinks of us and what man can do to us. We should be more worried about what God thinks. We should be more worried about what God has put inside of us and stand up to man. God is the only one who has authority over your life. So when he says your time is up, your time is up, nothing can stop that. Nothing can stop that. So we don't need to be afraid of man. We are not to fear man, but to love our brother. The fear of rejection can cause us to not tell the truth. We are forced into situations now where people are telling 
lies to one another because they're afraid, because they're afraid of saying the truth. We have a responsibility to love each other enough, to love our fellow man enough to tell the truth, to tell the truth about Jesus, to tell the truth about what's really going on in our world, to separate the truth from the lies. Because Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5.14, for the love of Christ compels me. Means he cannot stop what he's doing because the love of Christ on the inside of him compelled him to do what he did no matter what the consequences. Because it goes on to say, compels me, judging this, that if one died for all, then all died, and he died for all, that the living ones may live no more for themselves, but to him who died for them and having been raised. We are here to live for Christ, not for ourselves, but to live in obedience to Christ. Amen. The love of Jesus enables us to do what we couldn't normally do. The spirit of love is stronger than the spirit of fear. In 1 John 4, 18, it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear has torment. Fear has torment. He who fears has not been perfected in love. Fear is a spirit of torment that gets on people and it rules their life in their mind, in their heart, and it binds them up. We need to be free of that in Jesus' name to be free, to be able to speak in love to people, to share God's word with people, to share the truth with people because of the spirit of love, not fear. The spirit of a sound mind. So when it talks about the spirit of a sound mind, it means logical. A logical mind. I don't think there's much logic around at the moment. Do you think? I think logic's pretty much gone out the window. And logic is just whatever you think it is, whatever you feel it is, whatever day it is, whatever, you know, I can't disagree with you because it's however you feel at the time. Because there is no truth, there is no logic, there is no, and there, our ability to think. All of us have been given by Christ the ability to think, to reason, to decide of our own free will. We've been given a mind. We can put on the mind of Christ to think clearly. And that's so important to reason and to think clearly. No matter what anyone says to you, 
no matter how great their argument might seem. We need to get back to logic and the truth of God, the truth of his word. So I think it was this week or the week before, there was a pop star who worshipped the K-pop, what do you call it, culture, the K-pop culture. A lot of the younger ones would know exactly what that is, but that's the um, South Korean pop culture. A lot of boy bands that that dress up and they're quite made up with their makeup and everything else and they have all the dance moves and everything. And this guy worshipped this whole pop culture. So he actually had an operation to change his face so that he would look Korean. And now he says that he is Korean because he identifies as a Korean right? This is the world we live in right now. What would logic say? Logic says you have changed your face. It doesn't make you a Korean. You didn't grow up in that culture. You have been been born to Koreans. So therefore, how does that make you a Korean? But this is the world we live in. The way that you were born is the way that God created you to be. That is the truth. That is the truth. The way that you were created to be is the way that you were born. And the lies that has been told to our generation, it just makes breaks my heart. Because God has a purpose for you. He has a plan for you just the way you are. Just the way you are. And it is perfect and it is wonderful. For God in 1 Corinthians 14, 33 says, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as to all the churches of the saints. God has given us clarity to think, to reason, to understand to add things up and know that two and two is four. Simple things that are going out the window right now because of the author of deception. The Bible warns us of this. We are living in a deceptive age and we need to love people enough to tell them the truth because the truth will set them free. The truth will set people free in this world of lies to have a sound mind. We have the ability to think clearly, to make decisions with our mind with the wisdom of Christ. We are not to be overcome by the spirit of fear and to lose the ability to know truth from a lie. The fear of being cancelled in our culture is crazy. People will say sorry for things that they said which were true They'll say sorry in fear of being cancelled. And what happens then? It doesn't fix it anyway. The mob comes after them anyway. We need to be able to speak truth in love for our fellow man and not worry about being cancelled because you know what? If God doesn't want you cancelled, you won't be cancelled. You won't be cancelled. You can stand 
in authority in who God has called you to be. There were two characters in the Bible that did exactly this, Joshua and Caleb. They were told that they had the promised land. The Israelites were taken out of Egypt. God had already said he was giving them the promised land. He sent out 12 12 people from the 12 tribes to scout out the land. And it says in Numbers 18.1, And Jehovah spoke to Moses, saying, Send men so that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give to the sons of Israel. You shall send a man from every tribe of their fathers, everyone a ruler among them. So 12 go out. 12 see exactly the same situation, exactly the same. 10 come back with a bad report, 2 come back with a completely different report. Isn't that interesting? You can all be and face the same situation. It all comes back to your attitude, how you're actually going to deal with that situation. You can choose to be an overcomer or you can choose to break to fear. You can be in the same situation with a completely different outcome. Ten were overcome by the spirit of fear and two had a spirit of boldness, a spirit of faith upon them. And it says in Numbers 13, 33, this is what the ten said. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak of the giants, and we were in our own sight like grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. If you see yourself as small, of course, the enemy will also see you as small. They saw themselves as grasshoppers. That was in their mind. That is why... It says spirit of a sound mind is the ability to see what God sees and to not be overcome by fear. So the others that came back, Caleb and Joshua, saw things completely differently. They were ruled by a different spirit. And it says here in Numbers 14.6, And Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, of those that searched the land, tore their clothes, and they spoke to all the company of the sons of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search is an exceedingly good land. If Jehovah delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey." Only do not rebel against Jehovah, neither fear the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their protection has moved from them, and Jehovah is with us. Do not fear them. But all the congregation said to stone them with stones. And the glory of Jehovah appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the sons of Israel. Isn't that interesting mob mentality? Two stood up and said what God wanted them to say and the rest of them wanted to stone them. Isn't that interesting? You stand up for God and others will want to stone you. 
because they don't like it. They don't like that spirit of faith on you. Do not let that intimidate you. The ten spies were intimidated by what they saw and what did they do? They forget who God was. You'd remember they saw the Red Sea parted. They saw God with them day and night. They saw manna in the desert and yet they still could not believe. They still could not believe. But Joshua and Caleb had a different spirit on them. They had a spirit of a sound mind. They were able to see what God had for them and to go forward to reason, to think clearly. Fear causes us to stop believing God. Fear causes us to forget who our God is. We know from the Bible that the times that we are in have already been predicted. So we know that God has everything at hand and he needs us to stand. At this time in history, he needs us to stand for truth because Jesus is coming back for his bride, for his people. God has given us a spirit of a sound mind. He's given us a spirit that it overcomes, that is bold, that is courageous. Even when we don't feel it, doesn't mean if we don't feel it, we have it. We don't have to feel it. We just need to know it and stand up. For time is short. We need to live our lives in the power of the Holy Spirit, which gives us power, love, and a sound mind to overcome all of the circumstances that come our way. Amen. Let's just pray this morning. Mighty God. Thank you, God, that we are overcomers in you. God, you are empowering us for such a time as this. We thank you, God. We thank you, Lord, for the power that is within us. In the name of Jesus. If there's anyone in this house this morning that needs to know the power of God in their lives, I want you to just lift your hand this morning and acknowledge that you need Jesus in your life. All of us need Jesus. And it says that he's coming back and it says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. So now's your opportunity to position yourself and go, I want to be in that family. Just lift up your hands so I can pray for you this morning. You're asking Jesus into your life. You're asking him into your heart that you can have a future with him. Let's not let this moment pass. We don't know how many opportunities 
we will have to receive Jesus is so important that we know this morning where we are going. So I'm just going to give another opportunity for those that are not sure, for those that are not sure that they're going to heaven. I just want to give you that opportunity to lift up your hand and say, yes, I need to know Jesus this morning. give an opportunity now for those that feel like they've had a spirit of fear on them. Just lift up your hand in this place. We're going to pray this morning for that spirit of fear to come off in the name of Jesus. If you've had struggles, amen. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Amen. Thank you, God. Who is people that want that spirit of boldness this morning? I ask you too. We're going to Pray for that so that we can stand strong in the days ahead. That's you. Put your hand up. Yeah, awesome. Spirit of boldness. Amen. It's good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for this time with you. Lord, I just pray for everyone here that's lifted up their hand. Lord, we just claim a spirit of boldness upon them, a spirit of courage. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, fear is gone. Fear is gone. The spirit of faith is rising up. A spirit of boldness as a lion, God, we pray right now. Holy Spirit, thank you, God. You're empowering people right now with your Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, God. Jesus' name. If you want anything, any prayer, come out while we sing this last song.